Hello, everybody, and welcome. You are listening to the Preparedness Breakdown Podcast, a no-nonsense approach to everything preparedness. My name is Terry, and I am your host here on The Breakdown. For those of you who don't know me, I have a background in the fire service where I have worked as a professional career firefighter and paramedic. I have also served a couple years in the military, and I have spent the better part of the last 25 to 30 years learning and prepping in some form or another. I currently own a preparedness supply company and serve as an instructor in many disciplines, including firearms and medical training. So with that covered, let's get started with today's episode of the Preparedness Breakdown. Today is Saturday, March 19, 2022, and this is Episode 11 Alpha, the IFAC. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Breakdown. For those of you who missed it, we took last week off as we attended the Survival, Tactical, and Defense Expo in Harrison, Arkansas. It was a good preparedness expo, and we were fortunate to interact with a lot of great folks and develop some new friendships and relationships. So I want to welcome all of our new Arkansas friends that are joining us and are listening to the podcast. I also want to welcome you if you are new to the podcast. I hope you find it will be informative. If you haven't listened to it before, I highly recommend that you maybe pause listening to this episode and go back and start with episode zero alpha. Episode zero alpha was the very first episode and is an introduction to the podcast where we make some suggestions on how you can get the most out of listening to the preparedness breakdown. For those of you who have been following us for a while, I want to thank you for being here and for continuing to listen. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. We're going to talk about the IFAC. The IFAC. What exactly is an IFAC? An IFAC is an individual first aid kit. The indication and title suggesting this is a first aid kit is somewhat misleading. When most people think of first aid kits, they are thinking about gauze, band-aids, and neosporin, or triple antibiotic ointment. That should more appropriately be referred to as a boo-boo kit, in my opinion. It is definitely not what an IFAC is. An IFAC is a kit that is designed to help save your life from that which will kill you in the next two minutes. Think of the worst things that can happen to you from a trauma perspective, and that is what this kit is designed for. To give you a chance to save your life when you will die if emergency medical intervention is not administered. So your IFAC contains items that will help you do just that. It will help treat the worst of the worst injuries. In these situations, band-aids and neosporin will just not cut the mustard. And it isn't just the contents of the kit that are important, it's the case itself. That which holds the contents is a vital component of the kit. Today we're going to give you some insight into what goes into the kit, how the items are used, and we will talk about the case itself. The goal is for you to gain some knowledge about why you need the kit to begin with, what the different choices you have are, and what items may work better in certain situations than other items. Why is it that we need an IFAC? The main reason for having an IFAC is because you want to have the tools and equipment with you when you need it the most. Nobody plans to get into a car accident, receive a gunshot or stab wound, or cut their arm or leg with a saw. Injuries happen whether they are intentional or accidental. 
The major issues with trauma come when you have an injury such as a penetrating chest trauma, massive bleeding, or a collapsed lung. All of these injuries can be fatal within minutes. Having a basic first aid kit simply does not have the equipment in them to save your life from what will kill you in the next two minutes. Time is of the essence. You do not have time to wait for the ambulance to show up and save you. That is why having these items on hand is crucial for your survival if you suffer from a major trauma. Another thing to look at is the importance of it being an individual kit. This means that this kit is for you, to be used on you and no one else. This kit is there in case you get hurt. The items in the kit should be sized appropriately to fit you and be used on you should your life be in danger. This is not a response kit or a medical bag or a family first aid kit. It is your personal kit and should be carried on you or be with you at all times. If you are interested in putting together a response bag or a family medical kit, great. We can help with that. But this IFAC is not that. Someone who is on the scene should be able to take your kit and assist you if they have the training to do so. In certain circumstances, you may be able to help yourself a great deal by applying these medical devices to yourself. Let's talk about what goes into an IFAC kit. The most common item defined in an IFAC is a tourniquet. Tourniquets are used to cut off circulation to an extremity, therefore preventing additional blood loss and potentially preventing hypovolemic shock. There are several commercially made tourniquets on the market, including some knockoff brands. I highly suggest you stay away from these as they have higher failure rates. This is not an area where you want to cut costs. You would be much better off having the real thing and the peace of mind that goes along with knowing that your equipment is of high quality. The military has approved two brands of tourniquets and they have been battle tested. The first is the soft T and the second is the CAT or combat application tourniquet. Both tourniquets operate by placing the tourniquet around the extremity and twisting the windlass rod around until circulation is cut off. This is similar to the improvised tourniquets of yesteryear, where you would wrap a cloth around the extremity, tie a knot on both sides of the stick, and then twist the stick. The soft T also has a set screw that needs to be adjusted down once the tourniquet is in place to help hold the tourniquet in that spot. I personally find this to be cumbersome and not a necessary step in the process. So for those reasons, I prefer and recommend the cat tourniquet. Both of these tourniquets have their limitations, however, in that they were designed for use by the military and were developed for treating wounds from combat. The military demographic is mainly compromised of a vast majority of young, healthy, fit adults. This creates a problem when you are trying to apply these tourniquets to a thin elderly person or a child. Due to their size, the cat or the soft tee may simply be too big to fit them. There is another tourniquet that I recommend, and that is the RATS, or Rapid Application Tourniquet System. The RATS is a great tourniquet that has an elastic-type band that wraps around the extremity several times next to itself and then clamps onto a cleat to hold in place. The nice thing about the RATS is that it is a one-size-fits-all. From newborn to size 15 XL, if there is such a size. With the elderly, children, and even small animals like dogs, cats, and horses, the rats has you covered. I typically keep both the cats and the rats available to me at all times. The next question is, how many tourniquets do you need for your kit? So typically, if you have an injury to an extremity, one tourniquet will do the trick. But there are times when one just doesn't work to completely stop the bleeding. In this case, it is wise to apply a second tourniquet above the first. 
so a minimum of two is recommended. But wait, I have four extremities. Yep, that means potentially you may require eight tourniquets. Carrying eight tourniquets around is a little overkill in my opinion. The likelihood that you would have catastrophic injuries to both of your arms and both of your legs at the same time is highly unlikely. And if that were the case, you would be in a lot more trouble than what the tourniquets would be able to do to help you. Personally, I carry three tourniquets, two cat tourniquets and one rats. That affords me the ability to cover two extremities with a second placed on one or one on three separate limbs. It also gives me the flexibility of having a choice between two different types of tourniquets. The next item in the IFAC are chest seals. Chest seals are good for plugging penetrating wounds to the chest and help prevent the life-threatening condition of a tension pneumothorax or a tension hemothorax. This is where air or blood causes the pressure to build up in the chest, squeezing the internal organs like the heart and lungs and preventing them from working properly. It works by allowing air to escape out of the chest and prevents additional air from entering the chest. This is what helps prevent or stop a sucking chest wound. The chest seals that I recommend are the hyphen vent twin chest seal, compact version for the IFAC. It is important to have two or twin seals so that you can cover both an entrance and an exit wound or cover wounds to both lungs should there not be any exit wounds. To go right along with the chest wounds, should you develop a tension pneumo or a tension hemothorax, the treatment for that is to relieve pressure on that side of the chest by inserting a needle called a decompression needle. Now, disclaimer here, you should never attempt to perform any medical procedure that you are not trained to perform. Needle decompression is an invasive procedure that is only allowed to be performed by specifically trained medical personnel like doctors and paramedics. I do recommend that you keep at least one of these in your IFAC. In the case that you need to have it performed on you and there is a medically trained person available to perform the procedure. Most people will not know what it is or what it is used for, so they are not likely to try to use it. This is something you would never be able to do on yourself if you were in a condition with a tension pneumo or hemothorax because at that point you would most likely be unconscious or unresponsive. Okay, on to bleeding. We already covered tourniquets for your extremities, but what if you had a wound that was elsewhere and could not use a tourniquet? There are a couple of dressings and bandages that we will discuss. The first are hemostatic dressings. These are generally gauze or other material that has been impregnated with a chemical that helps blood clot and really quickly. The major brands include Celox and Quick Clot. Some come in the form of granules that get poured into the wound. I would recommend that you stay away from these as once that foreign material has been put into the body, it has to be removed before the wound can be closed. Debreeding all those little granules can be more trouble than what it's worth. I recommend a hemostatic gauze and personally carry the Quick Clot brand. This is, of course, just my preference. Next are compression dressings. Compression dressings are designed to put pressure on the wound and help slow or stop bleeding while keeping contaminants from entering the wound. The three major compression dressings are North American's Rescue ETD, or Emergency Trauma Dressing, the Olay's Modular Bandage, and the Israeli Trauma Dressing. The ETD from North American Rescue is the simplest of the three and rolls out with a gauze pad and elastic bandage, much like an ace wrap, with the bandage attached. There are Velcro-type closures along the bandage to help keep it from unraveling. This is the one I recommend for children and those who don't want to learn how to operate the other two. It is a simple bandage and will work at the basic level. 
The Always Modular Bandage has several features including a pressure cup that helps put pressure directly over the wound and it also doubles as an eye patch to help stabilize an eye injury. The Always also comes with a waxed plastic sheet that can be used to act as a chest seal if you don't have one readily available. It also has extra gauze under the main gauze pad that can be removed to pack a wound or be used on other lacerations and injuries. The Always is a good all-around bandage to have as it covers a lot of bases. The Israeli Trauma Dressing is my preferred bandage of choice. It has a sewn-in loop that allows you to apply it to yourself if you find yourself one-handed. And the Banana Clip Style Pressure Bar provides extra pressure over the wound. In my opinion, the Israeli is the best of the three, but that is for my situation. Like I said earlier, if the kit is for someone like a child, an elderly person, or someone that is a little shy on brain cells, I would stick with the ETD from North American Rescue. That just leaves a couple of items left to complete the contents of our kit. One is an NPA, a nasopharyngeal airway and lube. This is a rubber tube that is inserted into your nostril to help keep your airway open. The lube goes on the outside of the tube to help insert it into the nasal cavity easier. A Sharpie marker for writing the time of application onto the tourniquet. A pair of trauma shears to help you cut clothing away, and two pairs of nitrile gloves. The gloves are there for the protection of the rescuers who are helping you. And it also helps prevent bacteria and such from being transferred from the hands of the rescuer into your open wounds. One last item to consider putting into your IFAC as far as contents go, and that is an EpiPen. If you happen to need one for an anaphylactic reaction in case you like got stung by a bee or had an allergy to peanuts that caused your throat to close off, this would be a good thing to have in your IFAC. And now, a word from our sponsor. The Preparedness Breakdown is sponsored by Iowa Preparedness Supply. Iowa Preparedness Supply provides emergency preparedness supplies, products, items, and training to individuals, families, and groups of all sizes. Any natural or man-made disaster can be difficult to navigate. However, those who plan ahead of time and are prepared have a greater chance overcoming the challenges associated with a long or short-term disaster. Plainly put, Failing to plan is planning to fail. That is why Iowa Preparedness Supply wants to get the supplies, equipment, and training you need into your hands at a reasonable cost. We offer items like solar-powered flashlights, fire starters, emergency medical supplies, essential oils, ballistic armor, smoke grenades, less-than-lethal rubber ball and pepper ball guns, water filters, gas masks, and firearm laser training products, just to name a few. We also offer group training in the areas of communications, security, emergency medical, preparedness, group and team dynamics, and firearms training. You can reach us by visiting our website at www.iowapreparednesssupply.com, by phone at 712-600-4509, or by sending us an email at info at iowapreparednesssupply.com. Okay, so let's get back to our discussion. Well, that about covers the inside contents of the IFAC. Now we will talk about the case itself. A couple of years ago, I purchased several IFAC cases off of Amazon to do some comparisons for a class I was teaching. Most of these cases were inexpensive, and the quality was mediocre at best. The one thing they all had in common? Buckles and zippers. 
Now, they were mostly all large enough to hold the contents that needed to go into the kit, but again, the issue was buckles and zippers. You see, a couple of things happen when you get injured or have a major trauma. First, your body enters fight or flight mode. During this phase, it becomes much more difficult to complete simple tasks, and you lose dexterity, coordination, and the ability to manipulate your hands and fingers. Have you ever had a time when you were panicked and it seemed like you couldn't do something simple like unlock a door or turn a handle? This happens when we are in that fight or flight mode. The other thing that happens is shock. Your body can go into shock rapidly. I try to get people to say no to buckles and zippers for that exact reason. So if we don't want buckles or zippers, what is our alternative? The answer is a quick detach IFAC or one with one-handed operation. Now, IFAC cases can run a pretty penny, especially the good ones, so be prepared to spend some coin on the case itself. But it makes all the difference in the world when time and your capacity to act are rapidly decreasing. I have two cases that I highly recommend for these situations. The AR500 Quick Detach IFAC case and the Blue Force Gear Trauma Kit Now case. The AR500 case is the more affordable case and runs about 40 bucks just for the case. But it holds a decent amount of gear and is a Velcro pull from where it is attached via molly webbing. I find that this is a two-handed operation because the Velcro is pretty tough to pull apart, but nonetheless, it is a way better option than the standard cases that you find on Amazon. The premier case, in my opinion, is the Blue Force Gear Trauma Kit Now case. This is truly a one-handed operation with an insert that holds all of your medical supplies and pulls out of the case easy. It is made of a super durable helium whisper material and lets you access all of your gear with one pull and in one hand. The case is pricey at $89 for the case and an additional $12 if you get the added tourniquet strap that allows you to add a tourniquet to the outside of the insert. In my opinion, this is the absolute best case on the market and well worth the extra money you pay for the quality and the design of the case. When your life is on the line, don't cheap out on supplies that may save your life. The best case scenario is that you spend the money on something you may need and hope you never need it. Either way, it's money well spent. And that will bring us to our kit collection segment. In the kit collection segment, we select and review one or more items of kit or gear that is a good item to have as part of your collection of prepping items or preps. So when I say kit, I am talking about all of the gear, loadout, clothing, equipment, and preps that you have and will acquire and can use in an incident should one occur. Kit collection. The item we have selected for today's kit collection segment is obviously the Iowa Preparedness Supply IFAT kits. The ultimate kit is currently available on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website and is the complete and ultimate kit for your IFAC. It has all the items we talked about today and it highlights with the Blue Force Gear Trauma Kit Now case with tourniquet strap, two cat tourniquets, one rat's tourniquet, and two decompression needles. Why? Because you have two lungs. This is the ultimate IFAC and is the one that I, as a 27-year paramedic, carry personally. It comes with a price tag of $299.99 and comes in either black or coyote. If you are interested in this phenomenal IFAC, it is available on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website at www.iowapreparednesssupply.com. If you are interested in some of our other kits or would like us to put together a custom medical kit or response bag for you, just get a hold of us at 712-600-4509 and we will be glad to assist you. Announcement. 
We have one announcement for this week, and that is to let everyone here in Iowa know about an event that is coming up in the middle of May. The Facebook group, Iowa Preppers, is hosting a meetup called Iowa Preppers Weekend, being held May 20th to 22nd at Ledges State Park near Boone, Iowa. It is open to all and will include folks sharing their prepping ideas and knowledge with other attendees. It is a great opportunity for you to get out there and meet like-minded people. Camping spots are still available and run $14 per night for basic sites and $20 per night for electric sites. Iowa Preparedness Supply and the Preparedness Breakdown will be attending and participating in this event. Even if you don't want to camp, you can come out during the day and participate in the event. We hope you will join us as we look forward to a great time collaborating with other preppers. So today, we covered the IFAC and presented the next kit collection item, the IPS Ultimate IFAC. I hope this was informational for you and that you can apply it to your own situation. All right, that will wrap it up for Episode 11 Alpha, the IFAC. Hey, if you are enjoying this podcast, I would encourage you to help us out by doing a couple of things. One, like and follow us. Two, spread the word and tell others what you are getting out of this podcast. Three, participate with us by commenting and discussing this podcast with us and others on Patreon or our Facebook group, helping us to build a community of preparedness-minded people. Four, you can also help us out financially. The simple fact is this. The podcast requires funds to produce it. If the funds are not available, the podcast will not be able to keep going. If you are receiving value from the podcast, I would encourage you to help keep this podcast going by making a donation on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website or by joining the P38 Club on our Patreon site. Subscribers will have access to exclusive content and specials when they become available, and you will receive a monthly discount equal to your subscription amount for purchases on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website. That gives you the opportunity to get your subscription fees back while still enjoying exclusive content and access. You will also be included in special access to discussions with myself and have input into future content for the podcast. I really hope you will consider helping us out in these ways. You can find us on Facebook, Bullhorn, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Player FM, Listen Notes, and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcast. You can visit our website at thepreparednessbreakdown.com or hear us via the embedded player at iowapreparednesssupply.com. Again, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors about this podcast that's dedicated to preparedness. You can also reach us by sending an email to info at thepreparednessbreakdown.com. You can find links to our websites, Patreon, contact information, and other show information in the show notes listed below in the episode description. And that will do it for this episode of the Preparedness Breakdown. Until next time, stay vigilant, keep learning, and keep preparing. <laughs>